Season 2, Episode 61, as we get closer and closer to beginning Season 3 here in the next few weeks. So, yeah, and, and it's kind of a weird um, connection, I guess, when I was chatting with my insane Florida nephew, Pancho Guero, not Pancho Guero, as he so eloquently pointed out. But, yeah, there's some warbling going on with uh, the Internet or something like that. So, yeah, you'll have to excuse the garble, but I think you can at least understand what's being said. But uh, anyway, there's something about this week. I don't know what it is with the stupidity that, uh, I don't know, uh, this was the week that some guys decided that they just wanted to, you know, get off on themselves in a variety of ways. One guy almost died from it. So that's kind of the running theme for the uh for the, for the podcast this week with my insane Florida nephew, Pancho Guero. Am I pronouncing that right? Guero? Guero? Guaro? Guavo? Oh, I, no. I think I'm just going to stick with um, something I can probably do better, and that would be Scottish Gaelic or whatever. But uh, it doesn't matter. You can still be stupid no matter what language you speak. Okay, he's too stupid to talk and too ugly to eat. Given a piece of his mind to so many people, it's a wonder there's a mind left. It's Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World. Well, welcome to my stupid world. I'm Eric Lane. And uh, all these stories that you're going to hear here on this uh, podcast is true. And uh, none of the names have been changed because... Well, nobody's innocent from stupidity, all right, frankly. And in fact, you can read all of the headline stories of some of the, well, examples of stupidity I'll be talking about here. Uh, I put them in the Insane Eric Lane Stupid World Telegram channel. You can get real-time updates on the podcast, links to some of the stories. You can share the stories, comment on them, read them. Uh, you know, you might, you might even think this is just too stupid to be true, but you would be wrong. So head over to t.me slash insane Eric Lane, t.me slash insane E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. You can preview the channel there. You can download the Telegram app to your desktop or your uh, mobile device or whatever. And if you've ever thought you may have done something really stupid, I'm sure everybody has. I'm sure by the time you finish this podcast episode, your attitude will be changed, possibly for the better. So share it with somebody who's feeling the same way, maybe. And don't forget, if you're listening on a podcast app somewhere, give us a five-star rating and maybe even a review, if you don't mind. So uh, one of the things that, you know, I uh, have... Uh, mm, try not to do anyway. I mean, you, you've, you've had to deal with sweaty cash, you know? And, you know, you sweat a lot in your billfold and it gets all gooey and stuff. Well, and, and you see a lot of that in the summertime, you know, the, the sweaty cash. Well, Europe is kind of dealing with their own heat wave, you know, and uh, I mean, they're, they're really, they're really warm over there. So uh, Europe has uh, decided to do something about it, at least, well, one example here. There is an owner of a mattress store in Ireland. He has announced that uh, he's no longer going to take sweaty cash, particularly sweaty boob cash. Huh? Right. Meaning uh, the, the cash you've been, you know, stuffing in your bra. Uh, he's not taking it anymore. His name is Mattress Mick. 
He claims it's a real problem, okay? He says his employees should not be made to deal with it. And the cash that they've been getting lately, well, since it's kind of having a heat wave, it's a little sweatier than normal. So he's going to ban it. He put up a sign in the store says, no bra money. <laughs> well, you might guess the reactions are a bit mixed. Some people agree with him. They think it's kind of gross. Other people say, well, that's unfair to ban this stuff because, you know, a lot of the women's clothes don't have pockets. So where do I put the cash? How about in a purse? Don't women carry purses? Well, my questions, I've, I've got questions with this. Who's buying mattresses with cash? I don't know. And whose boobs can store that much cash, huh? I don't know. And then just uh, on a side note, are they having as much trouble with cash being stored in man boobs? Ugh. I'm not even sure I want to go there. Kind of worth making fun of boob cash, I guess. Well, one guy who's been making fun of a lot of stuff is John Stewart. John Stewart uh, has been making fun of the billionaires, you know, and their well, phallic-looking spaceships. You know, Jeff Bezos' new Shepard spaceship looks so much like a wiener, and Bezos looks so much like Dr. Evil, that it was given the Austin Powers memes would be flying after his space flight. Now, John Stewart took things to the next level. He has a new Apple TV series called The Problem with John Stewart. Now, it won't be premiering until September, but the crew put together a sketch about the narcissistic billionaires and their phallic-shaped rockets battling for supremacy in outer space. It stars Jason Alexander as Bezos, uh, Tracy Morgan as his diverse friend, and a mop. A mop. That's uh, played... Uh, the mop is playing Richard Branson, by the way. Well, check out the sketch, okay? Alexander puts on a cowboy hat, you know, just like Bezos did, but the sketch was filmed literally weeks earlier before Bezos even, you know, took off in the spaceship. So what they meant is kind of an over-the-top moment of parody Bezos actually did for real. Now, you might remember John's good buddy, Stephen Colbert, actually hosted the live stream of Branson's space flight, then had Branson on The Late Show to brag about it. After being such an unapologetic cheerleader for Branson's flight, it would probably be interesting to get his take on John's new skit. And speaking of critics, Meghan McCain slammed Bezos for going into space while Amazon employees, you know, have to be back here on Earth peeing in water bottles. <laughs> well, well, here's an edited uh, bleeped clip from the uncensored video. I'm going to ride a rocket into space. We've been there before, many times, okay, men, women. Do you know in 1961, we sent a chimpanzee into space? But not in a that looks like my Not enough, not short enough, not wide enough, not enough! I am a hero, I am a conqueror, I am a god. You own an ebook store and a whole grip of Whole Foods. One small step for mankind. One giant leap for me personally. Of course, after that, Amazon founder returned from his 11-minute space flight on his company Blue Origins rocket, the world's richest man, gets off and thanks his employees and customers. And, well, you might guess that didn't sit too well with some people. Yeah, Jeff Bezos steps off of his Amazon CEO. He stepped down as the CEO back in July. 
But at this news conference, he says, I want to thank every American or every Amazon employee and every Amazon customer because you guys paid for all of this. Now, there's been a lot of growing complaints about how Amazon treats and compensates its employees, including the opposition to unionization. Now, former Labor Secretary Robert Reich reflected on that criticism. He tweeted, Amazon workers don't need Bezos to thank them. They need him to stop union bashing and pay them what they deserve. Now, after his trip to space, Bezos gave $100 million donations to both Washington, D.C. chef Jose Andres, whose nonprofit World Kitchen, a World Central Kitchen, provides meals to people after natural disasters, and CNN contributor Van Jones, who founded a number of nonprofit organizations. Uh, the money is for them to put towards any charity or nonprofit of their choice. So, so I guess the Amazon drivers, well, they blasted off too, but uh, that was just when they were forced to pee in those water bottles, remember? Now, there's so many billionaires heading into space, pretty soon aliens are going to start complaining about nobody paying their fair share of taxes. <laughs> now, Bezos successfully launched himself into space. Of course, the bad news is he also returned back to Earth. So there's a little battle, I guess, going on like that. But there's another battle, if you haven't seen this, between Fonzie and Chachi. You, you know who Fonzie and Chachi are, right? If you're a fan of Happy Days, well... The Happy Days family imploded because Fonzie and his little cousin Chachi got into a big Twitter fight. <laughs> Scott Bayo posts an image of those Texas Democrats that fled to Washington, D.C. to avoid a vote on the state voter registration or restriction law. But, but uh, they all had coronavirus germs photo, you know, photoshopped over their heads. It's a hilarious thing, okay? Rather than their faces, you saw the you know, coronavirus germ. Well, that triggered Henry Winkler, rubbing him the wrong way. He comes back and responds, I missed it. Why is this funny? Our country is in danger, at risk. If for nobody else, please get vaccinated for yourself. Well, then Scott Bale replies, These grandstanding politicians flouted the rules and now five have COVID. That's not funny at all, but it is ironic. What's your point? <laughs> wow. Kind of seemed a bit fitting, though, to create a little scene. You know, if uh, Chachi and Fonzie were to have a new show called uh, <clears throat> COVID Days. Fonzie threw into a rage when on Chachi's Twitter page, yelling, screaming, COVID Days. Old sitcom stars, so bizarre, getting into a feud. It's COVID Days with Anthony Fauci as Arthur Fonzarelli and Scott Baio in the only role he'll ever play, Chachi. Hey, Fauci, are you trolling my Twitter page? Correct mundo, Chachi. <laughs> Will you knock it off with the misinformation? You're going to get Mr. and Mrs. C killed and stop spreading the rumor that COVID was brought over here by Arnold. Sit on it, Fauci. Hey. These COVID days, we've lost our minds. These COVID days, we've lost our minds. COVID days. That might be a reboot worth watching. You know what I'm saying? Well, anyway, there's been a New York man and a Maine woman. They are now facing charges over cocaine disguised as a cake that was seized from their vehicle, the Maine DEA says. Now, acting on a tip, police stopped the car on I-295 in Gardenia, and a drug-sniffing dog found four pounds of cocaine worth 
$200,000 street value, according to the MDEA. Also seized was uh, about $1,900 in cash. About two pounds of that cocaine, by the way, was disguised as a marble cake with coffee grounds used to cover up the scents, according to the officials. Now, I don't know about you, but I, I guess I'm just as surprised as you might be. Maine has a drug enforcement agency? And then they disguised $200,000 worth of cocaine as a cake? I mean, whatever happened to just hiding your blow in the trunk? I mean, normally you, you have a slice of cake and then relax on the couch. But I guess after a slice of this cake, you wind up in the club pounding drinks until 6 a.m. And they shouldn't have... They shouldn't have assumed that these two were smuggling drugs. I mean, maybe they just baked the cake for a Robert Downey Jr. party or something. I don't know. Well, would you do this? Would you give this a try? Now, I know there's been a lot of mashups with a variety of things. People like to try with other things that are kind of, um, well, not ordinary. But there's a small but passionate group of people that are online, and they are making this claim that the best snack in the world to have is Oreos with salsa. Yeah. People have been hyping it on social media for quite a while, but so it's not really a new idea, but a writer for the site delish.com just tried it. Their verdict? Not so good. <laughs> they described the taste as musty. <clears throat> they said that dunking them in milk is a much better option. I probably would agree. Some people, though, claim it's great. Well, yeah, well, well, if you want to go all in, they say to buy a pack of Oreos, remove the middle roll, and fill it to the top with salsa for easy dipping. I don't think I'm going to... I'm going to pass on that. You know? I mean, uh, well, maybe Oreos and uh, cream cheese icing or something. I, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, well, here's something. Have you ever tried um, lemonade from a kid's lemonade stand? Sometimes you get good lemonade. Sometimes it's just kind of uh, water. Well, maybe you felt bad because you didn't stop when you saw a lemonade stand run by a kid. You know, they're out there and they're sweating and they're begging people. They got the signs, you know, and I, I just drive on by. Well, if you've ever felt bad because you didn't stop to help a kid's lemonade stand, uh, maybe it's a good thing you don't live in this woman's neighborhood. A Facebook post is going viral where a woman scolds her community for driving past her kid's lemonade stand like they had something more important to do than to say hi and mingle with their children. She says it's a general rule of etiquette. She also took etiquette to a whole new level. She set up some sort of a barricade in the street, forcing the drivers to pull over and acknowledge her kids. Now, really? Can you imagine mom putting a barricade in the street, forcing drivers to stop at her kid's lemonade stand? She says, the lemonade mostly, most likely sucks, and it's probably warm, and possibly a bug floating in the ice, but the children are cute, and they don't understand why you're not stopping when they're clearly asking for you to stop. Oh, by the way, for what it's worth, the lemonade was free. Hey, you know what? You get what you pay for. Boy, oh boy. Talk about helicopter parenting. This is like Hoover Dam parenting, you know? Gumming up the works. Well, a man has a... And this is another neighbor I don't think I want to live next to. But this man has more than 400 people who are banned from his property. And it's uh, handwritten on printer paper and duct taped to his front door. And about half the people on the list are celebrities. Uh, a woman saw it and couldn't help but get a picture and post it on social media. 
She said that her uncle's crazy neighbor, this is where she found it. She says that uh, he's not mentally ill, but he is a jerk. Supposedly, multiple neighbors have restraining orders against him for good reasons. Well, in any event, the strangest part is that in addition to all the neighbors on it, he included a ton of celebrities. You ready for the list? Banned from this guy's uh, property are Oprah, Dr. Phil, Beyonce, The Kardashians, 50 Cent, Miley Cyrus, Billy Ray Cyrus, Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, Stephen Colbert, Paula Abdul, Mayim Bullock, Sandra Bullock, Samuel L. Jackson, and Marshall Mathers. He also banned Bill and Hillary Clinton along with Monica Lewinsky, Donald Trump, and with along with Ivanka and Donald Jr. and Eric. Oh, and he also banned the U.S. Supreme Court and all federal government employees. <sighs> Several people made the list twice, like Floyd Mayweather and Hillary Swank, plus Elizabeth Banks, who was listed twice, back-to-back. -back. <laughs> and also back-to-back, -back, we've got um, Mecky Pfeiffer and Michelle Pfeiffer, who are really unrelated. The six main cast members of Saved by the Bell are also listed individually, even Dustin Diamond, who passed away earlier this year. He also listed Bradley Pitt, Chicago People, and both Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, although... Those two have question marks next to them, whatever that means. I don't know. So apparently this guy is bothered by these famous people. I don't know. I mean, wow. What they should all do, they should literally be great if all of them just shows up at one time on his front lawn singing Kumbaya or something. You know, I don't know. Wow. Every neighborhood's got one. <laughs> well, have you ever had a great idea that you had? You know, you had this great idea that was kind of dumb. Well, some guy in Florida did. He's 49-year-old Riza Baluchi. Baluchi. Riza Baluchi had a giant hamster wheel for humans that goes out on the water. So he keeps trying to run across the ocean in it. Doesn't get very far. But he does it to raise money for charity, so I guess it's partly good. But this time, he had to be rescued off the coast of Florida back in 2014 and again in 2016. Then his third attempt got stopped by the Coast Guard a few months later. Then he just recently tried a fourth voyage, but was washed ashore near Daytona Beach on day two. Here's uh, Bellucci and his uh, friend Gina Laspina talking about what happened. Anything you want, do it. Don't listen to anybody. You're chasing your dream. My goal is raise money, not just for homeless people. Raise money for Coast Guard. Raise money for police department. He's a survivalist. He can survive anywhere for days, weeks. He's got everything he needs to keep him safe. Now, his original plan was to run a thousand miles from Florida to Bermuda. Then he said it was going to be from Florida to New, to New York. And well, now he'd just like to get farther up the East Coast, but no word yet on a fifth attempt. But he says he's never going to give up. I think, my, frankly, my own life is on a hamster wheel. I don't need to get one in real life and go out there trying to run a, a, across the ocean in the thing. You know, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't think I don't think this is ever going to work. Well, I'm not sure how this is going to work. A woman near Little Rock, Arkansas, recently reported a guy to police for following her around the store, making inappropriate comments, and saying he wanted to give her a foot massage. Okay, uh, now that in itself is kind of a particularly weird thing to offer. 
but especially because this man doesn't have any arms. <laughs> At least two other women have reported him for harassing them in the stores the past year. And because of the no arm thing, well, cops pretty much know it's the same guy. I don't know if he offered them foot rubs too, but cops say all of the stories have been very similar. He is 32-year-old Brian Reams. Now, police issued a warrant for his arrest, but it's not really clear if they've got him tracked down quite yet. Lacey uh, Kanippi uh, of the Conway Police Department is talking about Brian Reams allegedly harassing women over the last two years. They all were very frightened and very uncomfortable by these incidents that occurred. These scenarios are all very similar. We want people to feel safe in public and we want them to understand that their story matters. People do have the right to go out in public without being harassed. That's got to be annoying, you know, while you're in a store being interrupted by some guy that has no arms asking for you for a foot massage. Jeez, uh, well, well, and, 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 you know, most people when they're you know, shopping would not be expecting to be interrupted by something like that. And this isn't what most people would plan if you're going to celebrate your wedding anniversary. There's a man named John Wood, <laughs> interestingly name, okay, but he says he and his wife, well, they were on board the Floating River Exa Cafe in England whenever a nude cruise came into view with all the naked passengers on board waving at them from the cruise. Now, Wood noted he and the other diners on board were concerned that the windy conditions might make traveling a little uncomfortable for those on board. He says reaction in the restaurant was mostly of amusement and concern for their health as the wind was getting up. The naturist uh, Torbay Sun Club, you see, was operating their annual nude cruise in which passengers travel from Exmouth Dock naked for a cruise around the area. I don't really care. My wife's been trying to get me to go on a on a cruise. You know, the an Alaskan cruise. She says they have all this food, you can eat as much as you want around the clock, and it's great. I mean, all that stuff sounds wonderful, except you're trapped on a boat with the same people for weeks or days. And there's some people maybe I don't want to be trapped on a boat with. And I can't get away from them. You know? Imagine being on a naked cruise. And that's even worse. I, I don't know. Kind of depends on who is going to be naked. Have you ever noticed, though, when you go on things like that, there are people that don't need to be naked? They're the ones that are always naked all the time. The ones that really should be naked aren't. <laughs> I don't know. Well, anyway, I guess you kind of do what you have to do. A lot of folks, you know, they got this thing going with, you know, I don't know what, what it is, they, you know, duct tape. They like to make things out of duct tape. They've, they've, they've covered a car in duct tape. They've made, I've seen duct tape wallets and a lot of other things. Well, um, how about a prom dress? Okay, making your own prom dress definitely can save some money. But how about making a prom dress out of duct tape? That might win you a scholarship. That's what happened to a 17-year-old named Larissa Leon. She won the 21st Annual Stuck at Prom Scholarship Contest sponsored by Duck Brand Duct Tape. She's got a stunning Folklorico-inspired dress, all of which was made from the Duck Brand Duct Tape. She was on Fox News recently showing off her colorful gown. She made it with 47 rolls of duct tape. The dress weighs 
20 pounds. <laughs> Maybe we put on like a suit of armor or something. These cultural garbs are actually used in traditional Mexican dances. Every single part of the dress is made out of duct tape. That means everything, right down to its striped, striped ribboning, the embroidered flowers, the flowy sleeves, the intricate lacework, it's all duct tape. She also crafted a matching duct tape purse to go with it. She has duct tape flower crown, duct tape earrings, duct tape shoes. Duck brand duct tape prices range from four bucks to seven bucks a roll, depending on the size and the color. So in total, Larissa says it took her 163 hours to put the whole look together. And you know what? All that hard work and creativity seems to have paid off considering she won Duck Brand's grand prize for the best dress, a $10,000 scholarship. Wow, can't wait till she gets married. What's she gonna, what's she gonna do then? Now it might be a little too personal to share, you know, but well, I'll share it anyway. But um, my prom date was made entirely of duct tape. <laughs> Cause it was pretty impressive. I saw the picture. Turns out the limo she and her date took to the prom also was made of duct tape. Everybody has a little stupidity in their world, and frankly, I would love to hear about it. Now, if you got a great story from your stupid world, or if you want to respond to one of my stupid stories, let me hear from you. Contact me at shoutout at insaneericlane.com. Or if you have a question, maybe a comment about something that I've said or that you've heard. Or if you want to tell of some of your own firsthand experiences of stupidity that you've encountered, I'd love to hear from you too. You can record a message for me at podcast.insaneericlane.com. I might even actually use your feedback on an upcoming episode. Of course, if you haven't done so already, and frankly, I fail to see why you haven't, you should follow me on social media, on Facebook or on Twitter, just by searching out the handle at Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. Meet me in the shade of the sunshine tree, pretty little Florida sunshine tree, in the shade of the sunshine tree. Hey, this is Pancho Guero with Insane Eric Lane. <laughs> Just a regular Pancho Guero, no fancy name this week. Well, I, I, I have a feeling that people are going to forget my actual name, Pancho Guero, and, and that the only... The way that they're going to hear it is your way of saying pon Pancho Guero, and uh, it's oh. not Guero. Well, I, I could, you know, just go completely hillbilly and say Pancho Guero. Yeah, there you go. You know, it's kind of like, you know, there's a, a creek that's not far from my hometown in Arkansas, and the proper French pronunciation is La Petit Jean, because it's spelt that way. But they called it the petty gene. <laughs> I mean, this makes me think of, of um, Brad Pitt from the Tarantino movie uh, Inglorious Bastards. Oh, yeah. the, Brad Pitt says he, oh, I speak third most Italian. And he's like, oh, you don't speak any Italian. He's like, that's why the third most. And he's like, <laughs> he shows up, he's, 
Hola, Rigorgi, and uh, it's it's awful in in the glorious way. Yes, of course. Well, I, I can just start cutting your Pancho Guerrero, and that way we'll all be the same. <laughs> right. Oh man. So how how was your week, Ben? It was good. It was good. I mean, we we've been trying to uh, we 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 have a new uh, chart for our the radio station. So I've been kind of retooling our playlist and all that good stuff, you know, and shaking things up a little bit, you know. So always something to keep myself busy. And I guess what you were out on your little family walk tonight? Oh gosh, yeah. I needed to get out for for something. I've been in the middle of like five things. It seems like um, between a home refinance, which closes tomorrow. And, um, yeah, so we're dropping our payments by like 225 bucks a a month. Um, we'll we'll probably still pay a little extra just to, you know, catch up some of that lost equity and and then some, um, and then, you know, getting life insurance all squared away, things like that. So it's been, I, I, I have had a fair share of insanity this week. I'll say. Yeah, well, that, that's just life, dude. What are you talking about? You know, <laughs> in, insanity is whenever your son gets old enough to drive and decides to see if his car can float in the backyard swimming pool. Yes, actually, <laughs> I, I think that that's what you would call stupidity. Um, <laughs> or in this case, instead of insanity, it's more of an infinity. Yes, um, to infinity and beyond. <laughs> I was thinking this. Instead of going to deep space nine, we're going just to the deep end of the pool. Um, <laughs> this is a Colorado teenager uh, who just recently here, he hit the gas instead of the brake and did not have a good day. But he provided plenty of laughs for the local police department because the Lakewood teen was cited. Well, he was cited for careless driving after accidentally flattening a fence and driving in infinity into a backyard pool. Uh, this is what Fox reports. Now, the team and his adult passenger were not injured, and the Lakewood Police Department shared video of the fire department uh, dive team's operation to recover the vehicle. And they tweeted, the best line for this is, check out our new infinity pool. <laughs> everyone, everyone else is battling for second place, they say. The uh, police department thanked the fire department. And I, I think that's a first, right? I thought they were supposed to have a rivalry between the two. Yeah. Um, and as well as the towing service for their help. And they also thanked all the good in the world for there being no injuries to anyone. Now, I just think there, you know, there's another good reason to call an Uber. Maybe it's me, but cops obsessed with finding the perfect one-liners are somehow less intimidating. And, probably um, true. Right? It makes me almost think of like super troopers or something. Did, well, did you happen to see the video? I, no, I didn't actually get a chance to look at the video on this one. Actually, pretty good because it's all filmed underwater. You see him float around at the bottom of the pool, checking the car, putting the chains on the on the wheels. It was pretty funny, you know. But <laughs> I, I'm sure this will be something this kid will probably be hearing until he has his own children. Oh my gosh! Right? You know, be like, oh, yeah, you, I want some. A lot of people I, treat their children like like their cars, like their children. So you know, yeah. be like, yeah, lost. You know, that's why you got to put. Well, I guess you're supposed to put a fence around the pool, but it doesn't work if you that doesn't that doesn't help. Flatten the fence, you know. I mean, <laughs> exactly. But, but I'll tell you this: one thing's for sure. I mean, and I've got a friend who is a police officer. Also, uh, you get kind of a firsthand experience in stupidity when you're a, a, a police officer. But the doctors sometimes they just get to hear it. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I don't know. Uh, th- this is this is a question I, I, I should pose to anybody listening. I mean, who do you trust more, your doctor? 
or whatever Google spits out when you type, my toe hurts, am I dying? Okay, now, I, I mean, I, I'll admit, I have Googled a symptom or two or three, and then, you know, try, I try to find links to the Mayo Clinic or something that's fairly reputable. But somebody on Reddit, they're asking doctors to name some of the stupidest things they've heard from patients who decided to be their own doctor. <laughs> so, and, and this, I'm reminded of, an, of a meme that I saw where the meme was posted. It says, just another day in the ER. And on it was, I guess, um, a, a particular condition that a patient came in with where it just says, fidget spinner stuck on penis. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know, I, I used to be friends with an ER doctor, and he had all kinds of stupidity and stories <laughs> to share. A lot of people accidentally falling on things. That, oh. uh, he's like, look, you can't convince me that you accidentally fell on a G.I. Joe <laughs> and it got lodged up in, the, in somewhere, right? Yeah, in, in a crevice <laughs> somewhere, right, right. Well, here's one where a guy, <laughs> guy shows up to the ER with a minor cut and there was red powder all over his hand. It turned out he put paprika on it to stop the bleeding. Okay. Uh, okay, I've never heard of that home remedy before. And here's one where a lady... She calls the doctor to ask if her hemorrhoid cream would still work on vacation because she read that you're only supposed to apply it locally. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Of course, that reminds me of the story we did a few weeks ago on another episode of the guys who decided to try to try hemorrhoid cream on, on other places. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's so, a, a legendary story. Now. <laughs> that was just awesome. <laughs> so, and then here's one. Somebody had a cut that was seriously pretty badly infected. It turns out they rubbed dirt in it because they heard it would stimulate their immune response. <laughs> we yeah. tried salt in the wound next. Yeah, well, I mean, there's an actually uh, there's actually a song on country radio now called "Rub a Little Dirt in It." So I, I'm not sure if that's what was, but, but anyway. And then here's the doctor who um, mentioned that his back was hurting, and the person he was talking to immediately diagnosed him with spine cancer. Of course, they were wrong, but <laughs> oh, gee, doc, yeah, I could have spine cancer. Oh, gee. Well, my favorite one was the woman who read that drinking your own pee was a good idea. And not only drank it, but ended up in the hospital with kidney issues. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so I think you're supposed to um, filter it first. I don't know. but And then there's a the one uh, where... If you're Bear grills and you're in the desert, then maybe it works, but... Yeah, yeah. But, I, I, yeah, I don't know. But anyway, but here's one where a baby had a really bad diaper rash because, well, mom had been pouring water into the new diapers before putting them on. And you're thinking... Why would she do this? Well, she said she thought you were supposed to because you see those diaper ads on TV. People are always pouring liquids in them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, um, you know what? I've self-diagnosed a couple things myself. But, uh, you know, I, I, I think I was actually right with my diagnoses for those since I uh, just jumped to the crazy right away. And, and I. One thing I think that is, you know, some of these folks I think are pretty clever, I guess, at coming up with, with their stupid excuses. Um, what I will say is that uh, 
you know, any any moron can hire a hitman though to get out of the situation. That's, um, che- that's a cheater's way out, <laughs> right? That, <laughs> that's probably also what you do to a, a cheater as well if you want to get out. Um, this is a during National Aunt and Uncle Day, right? There it was, was apparently this was observed recently. Um, yeah, I didn't get my I didn't get my card. <laughs> I was saying I was I knew you were gonna send something my way about this. Um, well, you were, um, you know, you're, you're supposed to honor all those people that, you know, you happen to be related to, right? And uh, here's one person who didn't give her aunt a call. It's a TikToker named Madison B. New, who said that she, um, like, she said that her aunt by marriage recently tried to have her 85-year-old grandmother killed because what? she didn't want her at a wedding. Uh, now the aunt not trying to get her grandmother, but this this bride's um, like I guess uh, you know grandmother killed. So the woman's son was getting married in the week ahead, and she hates his grandmother, aka her own mother-in-law. So she hired a hitman to take her out. But then her husband overheard her talking about it, so the the hit didn't happen. But Madison's family got the cops involved, and it's not really clear if the aunt has been arrested yet. Meanwhile, with the wedding a week away, the grandmother still hasn't been invited, and she's <laughs> upset about it. And uh, it's not clear if they told her about the hitman or not. But here's Madison talking about how it all went down. My aunt decided she didn't want my grandparents to be invited. Those would be her in-laws. Instead of just voicing that opinion, she decided to hire a hitman to kill my grandma. <laughs> wow. If you ever thought that you had any kind of problems or stress or drama with your wedding, it could yeah. be worse. Yeah. It looks like you're already having family problems and you haven't even gotten married to the family yet. <laughs> right. You know? I mean, look, you haven't said I do yet. Here's your chance <laughs> to, to walk out if you want. Yeah, if if anybody here has a reason why these couples shouldn't be be wed, speak now or forever. Keep your hitmen to yourself or something. I don't know, but so I guess it's just not a good idea to take matters into your own hands. You know, especially though if you're a perv looking for some <clears throat> assistance at the local library. Okay, now there's been there's some real um, cracked up people out there. Okay, but I'll say as much as I have seen in some of these stupid examples of humanity i have to admit this is probably the weirdest and most boring kink i've seen in a long (laughs) time okay i mean i always thought being a librarian was pretty boring until i read this story some guy has been calling libraries all over the country and they're asking the librarians to read him boring legal jargon while he pleasures himself be blonde. I see. <laughs> this librarian in Connecticut was talking about it in a Facebook group. And then I guess other librarians around the country said it happened to them too. Can you believe it? He specifically wants, he calls these librarians and he specifically says he wants them to read stuff about Brady versus Maryland. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a like a 1963 Supreme Court case where it says that the prosecutors have to share evidence if it could exonerate a defendant. Okay, I don't know what's so stimulating about that particular court case, okay? But other librarians in the group say that they've had similar calls from guys asking them to read random stuff like 
the listings of the titles of John Grisham books. <laughs> this is this is while he is, you know, stroking himself to death, I guess. Oh yeah, yeah. They're gonna have to start calling it the Doomy Decimal System. It's <laughs> <No>. the <laughs> so first thing that came to my mind when I, was, when I saw the title of it here. I was waiting to see what, what your thoughts would be on that. Oh, um, <laughs> Say like they say, you could judge a you can't judge a book by its cover or, or anything. Um, but you know, if you're trying to give yourself a happy ending, uh, you're best to be in good enough shape to enjoy it, right? Um, I've got a good one here that I no, like, this would rank pretty high on the list of most embarrassing ways to die, right? <laughs> okay, we have a Japanese guy who just made it into a medical journal after stroking it so much that he gave himself an actual stroke <laughs> right so well, we know we don't know much about this guy except for he's 51 and single go figure right and yeah. is in the habit of pleasuring himself several times a day oh his, god his doctors also revealed he's right-handed for some reason <laughs> they, they i don't know why they would you know i like the less details the better here yeah, uh, he was finishing up a self-love session well, last year when he suffered a serious stroke that almost killed him. Wow! And this is where uh, you know every '80s fan stroke me, stroke me, stroke. <laughs> um, and uh, well, he showed up at a hospital with a severe headache and couldn't stop puking, uh, mm. kind of like me right now. And they did. I'm like, do I have a stroke after reading this? Um, they did. They <laughs> did. They did surgery, and he made a full recovery. Thank goodness, right? Um, yeah. So yeah. that way, he, you know, he, he's wow. probably like, man, if I would have known that was the last time I'd be able to, um, you know, um, get a little busy, I mm-hmm. would have probably taken some more time to kind of savor that a little, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess it, it it popped out, and he went apoplectic. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> if you're interested on a, you know, a nice reading here his case actually was published recently in the journal of stroke and cerebrovascular diseases <laughs> you know mm. i'm sure when the doctors get together for their annual convention they have got some great stories to tell each other you know <laughs> hey oh, did, yeah. you, did you check out that great story in the journal of stroke and cerebrovascular diseases that was a great story you <laughs> that and then and, and the one that always involves somebody getting their their manhood caught in something that always you know fascinates me i don't and know and then back back to the hemorrhoid cream in the junk right yeah the hemorrhoid cream that's, that, right. that's another no. great medical journal entry oh absolutely that, I, with, I, with pictures on that one if you're not the kind of person who likes just reading <laughs> you know page after page of text yeah yeah that's true pictures are always much better but i don't know i mean i, I guess what would what most of the Japanese eat would probably be something that would beef up your physique. But Tony the Tiger, in this case, uh, would be more like a puss in boots in Japan. So this is an interesting story where I can't see Tony the Tiger thinking of this guy's breakfast as being very great. But it's it's uh, this, this you know, just think of a box of sugary cereal. I, I don't think that that would be considered the healthiest breakfast. I remember eating breakfast cereals like uh, Sugar Smacks and sugar pops and stuff. I better go back and rename some of these boxes because you can look at the names of these boxes of cereal and think that's not healthy, but I don't know. I think maybe still in, in spite of all the stuff we I ate as a kid, 
it still might be a little better than this. Okay. There's a 31 year old guy. His name is Justin Buccino. He recently got pulled over in Western Massachusetts for eh, kind of a janky license plate. Okay. A kind of a temporary plate had such bad handwriting. They couldn't make out the numbers on the thing. And well, it turns out the car wasn't even registered in the first place. His license had also expired, but really that was the least of his worries because while he was being arrested, well, they went through his car and they found drugs in his pockets and places and searched out and everything else in the car. They find this family-sized box of Kellogg's Frosted Flakes. And trust me, if you had it, you'd be a Frosted Flake. The whole box was full of drugs, okay? There was, there was one big bag of cocaine inside, over 3,000 tiny bags of heroin that he was obviously planning to sell. I guess he also found a purse packed with even more drugs. So th there was a, a guy in the passenger seat that also got arrested. So now they're both face facing drug trafficking charges. So imagine, you know, uh, Tony the Tiger getting a little high as he has a little breakfast cereal in the morning. Oh, yeah. they. I mean, well, look, I'm in all seriousness, I think I may have had one of these boxes of Frosted Flakes back <laughs> when I was in college. Oh, man. I'm they're so you. addicting. Um, like, yeah, I mean, I, I always wondered where they got the white frosting coating from, you know? True. Yes, exactly. And, and you know what? You, 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 all your troubles just sort of like went out the window as soon as you had that bowl of cereal. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I that, you know, that is pretty insane, though. The, um, I don't know, just, I guess that, that you think you get away with it. Like, you know, oh, this is a random box of frosted flakes that, uh, you know, it, that would seem a little bit out of place, uh, you know, trying to d disguise your your stash as trash, I guess, um, <laughs> or, or as a box of kids cereal. Probably about as stupid as trying to disguise your garbage as something trendy. Now, you, you sent this story to me here, and I actually had just, I think maybe a day or two prior, been reading the, the same story here. Because this just seemed like the most California thing you could do, right? <laughs> and... Um, okay. Well, you know, San Francisco, uh, in, instead of trying to take care of their homelessness population, which might actually fix their trash can problem. And their uh, poop problem, to too, with, for that matter. And the poop problem, that's right. You don't need any more poop apps and, <laughs> and, um, and, and no more fancy garbage cans that they're working on. They're, they're actually they're looking to replace their public trash cans throughout the city. And they currently have three in contention, which solve one big problem. They're harder for people to break into, rummage through, and leave a mess. And apparently, the cost was not an issue, as is often with San Francisco and California in general, because the models they've had designed cost $20,000 each. Oh my Every gosh. trash can, $20,000. Wow. wow. Now, there's more than 3,000 public trash cans at the city. So if you do the math, that's more than $60 million <laughs> for the record. The city notes that while the prototypes will cost up to $20,000, they have uh, the mass produced the price, you know, they should come down. The trash cans are also high tech. There's a sensor inside, which will notify city workers when the trash can is almost full, which they'll probably ignore anyway. Now, yeah. um, what I'm thinking is those homeless are going to just go ahead and, steal the trash can and try to sell it. If these things are worth $20,000 each, I mean, I could make, I could make more than I make in like five years on just an afternoon gathering these things up to sell. Right. Yeah. 
or either that or, or the homeless will just move into the trash cans. Mm, yeah. Or, you know? or get this, right? Let's say you're trying to plan the perfect murder. You stash the body in a trash can, but then the, it, it signals a sensor and they go back and, oh, well, the sensor was actually full and that was a Monday and trash day really isn't until Friday. <laughs> and that was Monday was the same EDTO of when they, when they think, you know, the person was killed. Uh, what if you could diagnose and pinpoint a murder because yeah, of I, I a trash don't know. can sensor, you know? I mean, leave it to California, though, to come up with a, a, a $20,000 high-tech problem and they still don't really improve the situation. You know? <laughs> I know, I know, right? Uh, it, no, is, uh, it is the most California way. That's oh, what they my. do. Unbelievable. Um, I mean, they, they could have just spent the $20 on a nice little house for the homeless people, you know? I mean, well, 20, really. 20000 yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. I would say, you know what? I would very gladly pick up my trash when it's rummaged through and everything if you just give me, like, a nice $20,000 check instead. You know, yeah. I'll cover everything there. Yeah, there you go. You know, well, I got I got some Ask Poncho questions, and actually, buying a house is a uh, one of the uh, problems that uh, we are, are getting from a, a lady here named Gigi, and she's looking for you to maybe possibly give her a little help. She says her parents want her to buy the house next door to them. <laughs> now you live across town from your parents, all right? So it's not like you're living next door, but no, Gigi no. writes. But Gigi's writing and asking for a little advice. She says this house next door to her parents is for sale, and it's a pretty good deal, and it's a good neighborhood, okay? However, the catch is that she says if we'd be living right next door to my parents. Now, she says, don't get me wrong. I love my parents. I just don't want to be next to them. They're the type of people who would always be looking over the fence. So we are house hunting, and but both my husband and I decided it's definitely a hard no, okay? Just got to come up with some kind of an excuse to not to tell their parents not to buy it. So she's looking for some ideas <laughs> on basically turning down her parents' offer to buy the house next door. Right? <laughs> I mean, look, just get yourself some general busyness going on, and and like the I, I, this might depend where you're at, but if you're down in Florida, that house has already been bought. I mean, within <laughs> like within a day of it being posted, you're going to have four or five offers on that house already. So. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Like, oh dang! You know what? Someone else beat us to that offer. Um, <laughs> now, you know, my, my in-laws. I'm sure that my mother-in-law would love if we had moved right next door to them, or you know, my, now my mother-in-law I think would love to move next door to us too. But my, my father-in-law, he's like, nope, we're staying in the home that is our home. And yeah, um, yeah. my wife is is kind of fifty-fifty on this. I'm like, no, I'm I, I don't care either way. They're they're great and fun people. Um, we'll get food all the time. We'll have babysitters right next door and stuff. And so that's some good things. Um, and they're, and they're, you know, they're good, good people. I do think though that, you know, where my, where my wife, I think that she likes the idea because she kind of, she helps take care of her parents, but sure, she would, she would end up becoming a mom and dad. Um, sure. And I think it would drive her insane and up the wall, even if she doesn't <laughs> want to admit it. And so you might sure. be making the right call there, depending though. Uh, good neighborhood, good house, good price. That is pretty tough to beat. Yeah, well, I, I can't see. I can't see. You know, if it were you wanting to move, or your your mom and wanting you to move next door to her, I don't think she would want that. She would want you to be as far away as possible because she's trying to get <laughs> yeah. house straight. She'd probably be the one that's trying to get us to. Uh, no, no, yeah. my dad, I'm sure, would be happy with that. That just means more grandkid time. But yeah, uh, right. I, I mean, I'd, 
Well, so again, babysitting and grandparents right next door. I think that'd be great for me. But I, you know, look, I don't know what your family is like. I think I think I think maybe whenever you, you, I, I guess when you moved out of the house, I mean the 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 room was hardly cleaned out, and she was already having it rented out to people or something. It did, oh I mean, yeah, that's right. We, we had like an FBI guy that was renting out the room for like a year, and he he had some pretty crazy stories as well. Um, wow! Just like the heroin, I mean, he had pictures of just massive piles and amounts of of drugs that they had picked up on wow. on a bus. Um, so they they were sad to say it was a much cooler people living in my room after I moved <laughs> out than me. Um, I've got one more here, and I thank goodness that Mrs. Poncho was not like this when she was pregnant. Now, this is Kiefer. He says, "My wife is six months pregnant with our first child, but to teach me how much she hates pregnancy, tape a watermelon to my stomach and walk up and down the stairs." <laughs> <laughs> and I get it. <laughs> It's tiring. However, I think she just likes watching me suffer with the watermelon. One of those weird hormone things that makes her a little scary. Have you ever heard of anyone else forced to do this? No, I haven't. That's a very easy no, I have not. I, you know, <laughs> my, look, Mrs. Poncho, she thought she would like her, and she did not like it. I mean, the first trimester, like clockwork morning sickness she hates yeah. throwing up but i mean every day she's like you know what let me just throw up first thing get it over with i at least feel good for a good chunk of the day after that and yeah. and uh and then the fact that i just said chunk she probably would have wanted to throw up again yeah um, right right you know so uh <laughs> you know but but at least by the time she hit like that six month time in her third trimester she actually was like oh this is at least good seven eight months she's like, okay i'm, I'm kind of done this is a little bit i'm ready for it to be done but um but she never got vengeful, man. And she never got emotional. She got emotional sometimes, but never, never gets me. I was never the subject of that. I could still make my same, uh, I, I guess, insert jokes <laughs> with with her and self-deprecating jokes. I got to you know balance those out. But yeah, so um, I, I don't think that's normal. I think it came to that. Um, but yeah, it's weird. I would I would not um, have it if. Uh, if she, oh, so if she brought me a watermelon, I would have cracked it open before. Oh, that's what you want. I'm so sorry. Well, <laughs> since we've cut it open here, we're gonna. Yeah, I wouldn't. I'm sorry. You gotta, you gotta stand up for that, yourself that, and be a man. Now, here I thought. Here I thought you would be the devoted husband and you would do anything that would help your wife feel better, and you would not tape a watermelon to your stomach and walk around with it. Huh? <laughs> because a watermelon itself would have made my wife feel better. I, I do things. All, I, I surprise her with – I keep in my desk sometimes like a chocolate bar that yeah. I intentionally just leave there and let it sit there for a while. And, and then one night when, you know, there's nothing, like we don't have anything to have for dessert or sweet, and she kind of gets a hankering for something. Like, Man, oh, gosh, I really wish there was something sweet, but we don't – I'll be like, I step into my office, I'll pull it out, and then bam. She's like, oh, my gosh, where did you get this? And and you know, and then so I, I I like to do things like that, but 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 no, I mean, there's a certain level of self-respect you gotta have. <laughs> so I I guess that that's that's a that's just a line that you will not cross. Okay, so hopefully though, by child number two, the morning sickness won't be quite as bad the, the second time around. Uh, at the very least, there's not going to be any watermelons involved. <laughs> That's good. Are you ready then to play some insane games? <laughs> I, I'm ready for some insane games. All right. I promise there'll be no watermelons involved. Or self-pleasuring. Or that either. Or that either. Exactly. <laughs> dum, dum.
I could go get my uh, my my law book from Communications Law and Ethics and read you a really fascinating case study. <laughs> you know, but my best friend is a lawyer, and so we we would do some lawyer talk sometimes. And and we what we watched um it was a uh, Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law, a cartoon that uh, he, Harvey Birdman was like a third rate superhero. Uh-huh. and a third-rate lawyer, and yep. he would represent, like, other cartoon characters, like Shaggy and Scooby got caught uh, heavily implied, you know, doing some um, uh, some green in the mystery machine, and uh-huh. uh, he, he was representing them, or you have Fred Flintstone, or, you know, all these old cartoons that you watch there, and he would, it, but they were actually really good legalese that was being used in the show, and it was hilarious to watch with, with someone. I've taken a few law classes, yeah, but well, with someone you know, who's like in it, it, that was so funny. I, 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 I the, the communications law class was the most dreadful class. It was a senior level course. I thought I would never get out of there alive. Fortunately, I was able to barely pass the class. The only thing I ever remembered was the case of the of the uh, company called Pacifica versus the Federal Communications Commission because this station in Florida got in trouble for playing George Carlin's Seven Dirty Words You Can't Say on Radio and Television. <laughs> and they got in trouble for it. Yes. In fact, they had a disc jockey that ended up, I think, going to prison because of the joke he told on the radio. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You know what the joke was? I remember you telling me at one point. Yes. Oh, you uh, you, you you should never forget this joke. I can promise you it was the number one pickup line in a gay bar. Which uh, applies to our insane games. Yes, yes. So, what do you think is uh, the, what's what do you think is the number one pickup line in a gay bar? <laughs> Have any I'll let you say this one. Oh, I've heard you tell me this before. <laughs> I, I know what's coming. May I push your stool in for you? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's funny on the radio. As long as you don't mention anything scatological, then you're good. But. Um, <laughs> You know, That's you can right. call someone a piece of, sh- yeah. but you can't say that you're going to take a. Yeah, you right. Know, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get that, right? But. Uh, <laughs> well, that's that's a good point, you see. So, well, with that in mind, why don't we why don't we start out with steakhouse or gay bar for our insane games here, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, all right, I will give you the name of a business. You know what to do. You give me whether it's a steakhouse or a gay bar, and you're going to love this first one because it's coming from Nashville, Tennessee, and the name of the establishment is called the Pumping Station. <laughs> the pumping station um oh gosh i can you know uh, i <laughs> i know the kind of pumping the the, the pu- pumping and humping kind of go one, one hand in hand together um i but uh, you know i i'm gonna lean in on steakhouse here because i think I think they're, they're trying too hard to make me think it's a gay bar. <laughs> it's a gay bar. <laughs> oh, that's kind of what I expected, I guess. I should have just gone with it. 
Oh, man. That's what makes it even funnier. I'm telling you. So anyway, <laughs> just don't go into the pumping station and try a, a pickup line. OK, that's all I can tell you. <laughs> so, all right. Your next business is called Dirty Dan's in Bellingham, Washington. <laughs> Dirty Dan. Oh, man. <laughs> Pinhead Larry. Yeah, uh, dirt, Dirty Dan's. Dirty Dan's doing dirt cheap. Yeah, there you go. I I was thinking as long as it's not the like um oh gosh, what what is the um I'm I'm blanking on this like the mustache thing, but either way, I'm I'm gonna go with the steakhouse on this one. That would be a steakhouse. There we go. All right. Pumping station. I can't get this image out of my head of like those old time gas stations where the attendant actually comes out to your car yeah. and fills you up with gas. Like, yeah. I want you to fill me up. Top her that. off. <laughs> That's right. Pump, pump check it all under the way. the hood. Yeah, pump it. Yeah, pump it all the way full, buddy. That's right. Yeah, Can well, you I check can't... my oil by pulling oh, on? And... No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just, it's just this awful role play that you've put in my mind. Yeah, it's just yeah. Not well, good. it's right. Yeah, I don't even don't. We're not even going to go there with the dipstick. <laughs> so, so here's a business from Torrey, Utah. What is this? A gay bar or a steakhouse? That the name of the business is called the Broken Spur Inn. The Broken Spur Inn. Uh, well, you know, I know what. Um, well, you said this is Utah. In Utah. <clears throat> okay. Well, if it's Utah, I'm gonna have to go with the steakhouse. I was gonna say there's a lot of Mormons in Utah. You know. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I haven't, I haven't met a gay Mormon yet. <laughs> So it would be a steakhouse, correct? <laughs> All right. Your next business in is in Atlanta, Georgia, called the Hideaway. The Hideaway. Well, um, <laughs> I, uh, you know, they're so suggestive, only <laughs> only because I know that it, it's a fifty-fifty yes, between a gay bar. But you know what? I have a feeling I know what they're trying to hide away and where they're trying to hide it. I think this is a gay bar. <laughs> exactly correct. That's oh, right. yeah. <laughs> uh, so that in, in Atlanta, you would probably need a hideaway if you're going to do that. <laughs> oh, my gosh, yeah. Atlanta's <laughs> crazy. Yeah. yeah. Too many of them that are rednecks down there. You're going to go where? What you going to do? You're going to do the – what are you going to do to the pumping station? Huh? What? <laughs> so Anyway. <laughs> So your last business comes from Phoenix, Arizona. It's called the Stockyards. The Stockyards. Um, you know, Stockyards, I think this might just be a steakhouse. Of course it's a steakhouse. That's right. Got get out there, all of them. They're cat I was I saw a lot of those cattle running around out there in Phoenix or Arizona when we were out there. So all right. Well, let's see. Uh you feel like doing porn star weatherman? Yeah, let's jump into that. All right, let's go into this here. All right, I'll give you a list of entertainers. You tell me whether it's a porn star or a weatherman. We have our first entertainer, whose name is Brendan Miller. Brendan Miller. Mm. Well, you know, I think that this might be a weatherman. Mm. Turns out to be a porn star. Kind of had a that didn't fit the typical name for a porn star. I didn't think so. You know, I thought the name Brendan kind of threw me off there, but then I was like, Brendan Frazier. Yeah. You know, he's okay. I think this might work. True. Well, here's one that you might, I, I think you could probably get this one. So I'll give it to you. <clears throat> the uh, entertainer's name is Cheetah Craft. Cheetah Craft. 
<coughs> Goodness, man. This definitely sounds like a performer's name. But um, I think that this actually might be a weatherman. It's actually a weather woman. <coughs> but oh, that might be the case. That's right. Cheetah Craft is at KHOU 11 News in Houston. So very good. That, and here's one that might throw you off. I'm not sure. But uh, this entertainer's name is uh, Dick Goddard. <laughs> Dick Goddard. Um, oh goodness, you know I, I I want this to be a porn star, but I just I don't think it is. I think this is a weatherman. It's a yeah. weatherman at WJW TV in Cleveland. <laughs> That's right. No one that actually goes by the name Dick seems to yeah. have a sense of humor about it. So well, I don't think that you know someone would be that um, coy. He sounds like he would probably have been around for a long time. I'm Dick oh, Carter definitely. with the weather, you know. No, for sure, yeah. yeah. So, all right, let's see. That's kind of like Joe DiNardo in, in Pittsburgh. He was around for the, for the longest time, you know. So, anyway, we got another uh, entertainer's name here who is Danny Daniels. Danny, uh, you know, he, he brings both. He's got the D. I'm just saying he's got the D. This is a porn star. Uh, you're going to the alliteration, huh? <laughs> it's a porn star, but it's spelled D-A-N-I, so it may be a girl. <clears throat> oh, yeah, that probably is. <laughs> yeah, you never know, you know, these... So, uh, then in that case, it's double Ds. Yeah, that's right, that's right. So <laughs> All right, your last entertainer's name is Jillian Jansen. Jillian Jansen. This actually just sounds like a weatherman. Or maybe Weather Woman. Turns out to be a porn star. So, oh goodness. <laughs> but I would say still that's not a bad not a bad uh, guess. I, I, I would have probably said Weather Man with the alliteration going on there, you know. Yeah. So all right. Well, let's see. How about we try um strip club or daycare? Yeah, that sounds good. All right, I'll give you a business name and you tell me which one you think it might be. The first business is in Denver, Colorado. It's called the the Dream House. The Dream House. Um, you know, I think this is just a, a regular garden variety daycare. It's a strip club. <laughs> yeah, all your dreams come true. That's right. So. I thought they would have called that the Wet Dream House for sure. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's that might have been a little too obvious though. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Your next business is in Scottsburg, Indiana. It's called Lil Treasures. <laughs> Lil Treasures. Anytime you throw the word Lil or Little into something, it kind of just gets a little creepy. So I think this is probably just a uh, um, daycare. Just a run-of-the-mill daycare. Yeah, well, that's probably a good guess. I, I, I would think I would really be a little skeptical if your strip club is called Lil Treasures. I'd wonder no, what my treasures would be, okay? So, all right. Your next business is in Elliott, Maine, called Busy Bees. Busy Bees. This sounds like, you know, like, I don't know. It just brings me... To like, like a daycare. Like this sounds like what you would kind of imagine. Yeah. Yes, it is a daycare. Absolutely correct. All right. Keeping it in New England and Schenectady, New York. This business is called Shenanigans. Shenanigans. Look, I, I don't know. There, there's no such thing as, well, sh shenanigans is a very catch-all term. Yeah. And uh, I think it's perfect for a strip club. 
You think it's perfect? <laughs> it's, yeah. It can be perfect for a, a, a daycare too, of course. When you want, or I, I've, I've had a daycare. I would call it Little Devils. <laughs> it's like the, the the cult song. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's right. You know, I mean, but I think Shenanigans would be a clever name for a daycare. Although, I don't know the parents. I'm taking my kid to the Shenanigans daycare. I don't know whether that would work too well. But anyway, your last business is in Michigan Center, Michigan. It's called Angie's Angels. Angie's Angels. Oh, man. You know, if this was a guy's name, then I would say for sure a strip club. But <laughs> Angie, I don't know. Like, maybe this is just, you know, me being, like, sexist or something. But I just don't see the, the, the you know, girl being the head of that strip club or something. I think this might be a daycare. That's probably a good good assumption. Exactly yeah. right. It's a daycare. If it was right. Harry's Angels, then I'd be like, okay, well. Yeah, or even um, Charlie's Angels might be kind of a yeah. clever one, too. You know, so. All right. Well, then we'll go to a golf course or rehab. And this is one you have to really think hard on because it could be either one. You never know. So the I'll, toughest ones for me. Yes. Well, you've had plenty of time to get warmed up here. So your first business coming from Van Nuys, California. It's called Woodley Lakes. Woodley Lakes. Well, um, Woodley, I, I think that this is a golf course. Not bad. Very good. I, I can see that. That's very good. All right. And your next one is uh, in Birmingham, Alabama. Business name here is Lakeshore Brookwood. Lakeshore Brookwood. This sounds almost exactly like the reverse of the prior one, but the same thing at the same time. I, I think this is actually a, a um, like a, a rehab, though. It is a rehab. That's a, I, that sounds kind of awkward for me to call a rehab that I don't, i'm not sure but anyway well I'm, I'm not even sure what brookwood is but in any case that might be a good name for a strip club so brookwood. yeah brookwood would be the yeah well yeah that's true too all right <laughs> here's here's a business which is named crestview in Asheville, north carolina just crestview oh yes. goodness um well you know what i think that this is gonna be a golf course though it's actually going to be a rehab. Oh, actually, there's a lot of golf courses in North Carolina, though. Yeah, that's true. And well, actually, our neighborhood is called Crestview, which is kind of interesting. So, and we're not either a golf course or a rehab, although I don't know. All right, your next business is Aspen Ridge in Lakewood, Colorado. Aspen Ridge, Colorado. I'm going to go golf course. I knew you would do that. <laughs> it's coming to be a rehab. Oh <laughs> that gosh. That one was a curve ball, big time, man, because it had the, the location and everything, right? So I oh, yeah. Called, I would have called that the, uh, definitely a golf course for sure. All right. Your last one is Topstone in South Windsor, Connecticut. Topstone. You know, I'm going to have to say golf course, finish it up with that one. Not bad. I think you actually kind of did three for two, uh, three out of uh, no, no, three out of five. So that wasn't too bad. You didn't completely bomb it. No, not completely. No, yeah. no complete bombs this week so far. That's good. Now let's see if you can do it. Uh, let's see if you can just ace the fake news of Florida because this is there's some <laughs> there's some good ones this week. I can't wait. To oh boy. <laughs> All right, I'll give you a headline. You tell me if it's fake or Florida. Your first right. headline. 
is a Vero Beach man <clears throat> appealing his drinking and driving arrest because he only drank when he was at stoplights. Oh, man. You know, um, I, I could see this happening. But, you know, I'm going to say this is a Florida story. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, come on. Also, I was only drinking when the car was stopped at a stoplight. <laughs> come on. I wasn't driving. <laughs> yeah, right, right. All right. I Your was drinking time. or driving, not drinking yeah. and driving. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Your next headline involves a Fort Myers dog walker who was arrested for drug possession after he was seen walking a cat on a leash. Uh, why would you be arrested for walking a cat on a leash? He was arrested um, for drug possession. Oh, drug possession. I see. Dog walker. Ah, you know what? I'm going to... This is a fake news story. Mm. <laughs> it's a little hinky for a Florida story, for sure. That's true. Although, if he was so high, he didn't... He Maybe he thought the cat was a dog. I, I don't know. But in any case. All right. Headline number three. Police in St. John's County arrested an elderly man who tried to run over his neighbor with a tractor. Oh, man. Okay, so that is actually, like, that's where I grew up. It is just down the street where, where my parents are. So I have not heard about this one, which leads me to think it's fake news. But that's just <laughs> with a tractor. It, it's not really tractor country, though, but there are some places there. I think that's a little bit too unflorida that no one's going to make that up thinking this screams Florida. This is a real Florida story. It sure is. <laughs> you had to oh, really wow. chew on that one for a while. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I, there was a, a deductive logic trail I had to work down. We, we, ha we may have to look that one up and see if we know the guy, okay? So, <laughs> oh, yeah, for real. All right. Next headline. Two contestants were arrested at a bikini con contest in Stewart after getting into a high heels shoe fight. <laughs> Isn't this like, uh, you know, any college movie? What, what do you expect from like, you know, the opening scene of a Seth Rogen movie or something? Um, I, I, mean, this, I mean, this honestly could happen. Um, I'm going to say this is fake news, though. It's a real story. <laughs> <laughs> I would pay to watch that, man. I'm <laughs> a lot of people would pay to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And your last headline, St. Petersburg police arrested a wrecking ball operator for DUI after he smashed the wrong building. Oh, gosh. That is crazy. Um, this is hilarious. I, I do think this is fake news, though. <laughs> That's correct. Although it would have been lovely if it did happen. That would have been wonderful. Oh my gosh, yeah. That <laughs> so, would be quite the story. But four out of five, that's not bad, I'd say. I mean, really, uh, the, the the bikini contest, that that's almost a, a par, almost a near perfect Florida story, I think, because it's just too good. <laughs> it's just too good to believe, you know? All you're missing is spring break. And, uh... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's right all right there buddy well enjoy your week and try not to you know uh, get too tied up in all the uh adulting that you've been doing this week with your mortgages and all the other stuff that you're doing 
Oh yeah, you know, well, you know, I'll, I'll try not to do too much stroking, yes. and um, you know, I'll keep the library visits to a minimum. Yeah, right, well, that's, and, and if you are going to do any stroking, just make sure you have a good strong heart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> low cholesterol and <laughs> <laughs> that's right all right well have a good week buddy <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, you have a good week too <laughs> i exercise so i can jerk off i know you're probably amazed at the amount of stupidity that's in this world but you know somebody has to actually go out and find them and write about them so there's no way this podcast could be as stupid as it is without the talented writers from some great places like Mr. Laughs Comedy and Large Media, Premier Prep, Wise Brother Media, Universal Comedy Network, and Pulse of Radio, United Stations Radio Network. Thanks for sticking it out through my stupid world. And if you're feeling a bit crazy, I hope you'll follow me on Facebook or Twitter at Insane Eric Lane and visit InsaneEricLane.com. And if you're feeling a bit insane and want to make your own podcast, you can do it with Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast ever. The only platform where you can publish to major podcast outlets like Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music with a single tap of a button on your phone. Whether you're capturing your own voice, taking call-ins from listeners, conducting remote interviews with anyone, or broadcasting full-length songs from Apple Music or Spotify. Available today for iOS and Android, and it's 100% free, entirely mobile, and so easy to use that literally anyone can make a podcast, even me. Find out more at anchor.fm.